to Soul Naked, your podcast all about embodied healing and sacred sensuality. I am Tanya Hirsch and this podcast is intended to guide you home to your truth and feminine power. Each episode is designed to inspire you to create a pleasure-filled life that is in alignment with your soul. Let's drop the mask and dive right in. Our infinity. Our Welcome back to the Soul Naked podcast. Today I have an interview with James Carson. If you don't know James, he's a holistic health coach and an actor in living in Australia. He's an amazing human being with a big heart and a big soul. And we had an epic conversation about how to boost your confidence and how to express yourself more freely. So he shares a lot about his journey, how he became the empowered man, the confident man that he is today, because it hasn't been always the case. He dives deep into his personal story. And there's a lot of gems, a lot of wisdom for you waiting. And we continued talking and we decided to do a retreat together. So James is not only a coach and a an actor in a pretty funny way. You should definitely check us out his Instagram. He creates a lot of funny content. He's also guiding men groups and retreats and primal activations. And we decided to guide a retreat here in Moorea in September. So this is probably the most epic retreat of the whole year. It's called Wild Soul. And you will have the opportunity on this little paradise island here in French Polynesia. It's a tiny island next to Tahiti to come together with us with a very small group. We decided to make this group only available for eight special souls. And we will be diving with whales eye to eye. If you've ever swum with whales, this is like a life-changing experience that can really, I cry every time I see them because the energy of them is so special, especially if they come so close. And here in French Polynesia, we are the only place in the world where we can legally swim with them. So this is one of the highlights. We will also plant corals with coral gardeners. We have our own wild soul chain that we will plant in the ocean to help restore the reef, to bring awareness to plant coral gardens. We will also have island adventures with a kayak. We will explore the lagoon with rays and sharks. You have the opportunity to kiss a ray. <laughs> they are like pancake pets here that you can just, yeah, just touch and be around, surrounded by them. They're really calm and curious and not dangerous. If you think about Steve Evan, don't worry. It's a, it's a different species. So if you're afraid of sharks, but you feel the desire, here's the place to find a safe space to get familiar with them because they're very majestic and very calm and to take away all the fear. I was very afraid of sharks before I moved here and it's it's been a beautiful practice to swim with them every morning. So we will have the weights, we will have the corals, we will have the kayak adventure, we will hike to waterfalls. James is going to do the man group. I'm not sure what he's going to do, but it's going to be... A man thing. <laughs> I'm taking over the woman's part. So this retreat is open. The first retreat I'm ever opening to men and women. So we're inviting men and women to this adventure of a lifetime. And we will do a hike to these breathtaking mountains over here. We have amazing food. We have a private chef, a villa on the beach. You will have activating sessions with James every morning and a calming session with me every evening. We will dive into activating and healing practices like breathwork. 
we would go deep into the body and the essence of this retreat is really to untame your adventurous soul so maybe you've lost that part of you and you are dying to have an epic experience an amazing adventure that will stay in your heart for the rest of your life then this is the retreat for you you can fly to Papete in Tahiti and take a magical boat ride to Morea where we will pick you up and the moment you step your foot on this island there's nothing you need to worry about everything is organized everything is set up for you and waiting for you to be experienced so you can fully immerse into the beauty of this potent and beautiful island for me it's the most beautiful island my place on this planet and send us a message to get more info about it we would love to have you one spot is already taken so there's seven spots left and we would love to have you and now without further ado let's welcome james to the podcast welcome james to the soul naked podcast it's an honor to have you here today thank you very much Tanya. it's an honor to be here today i have a question for you right off the bat how's your heart <laughs> feeling right now <sighs> my heart is very open and i'm feeling very grateful to have a masculine presence in my podcast today because i interview a lot of women and i feel very open and receptive to have a masculine point of view in my podcast today that's it thank you for sharing <sighs> okay so this was the first time someone asked me a question <laughs> <laughs> but i like it the first question i would like to ask you is what does soul naked mean for you right now oh geez soul naked means for me i think soul naked the first thing that jumps to mind is soul is just this our spiritual being and then naked is being our most authentic open of that spiritual being the most real part of ourselves the most raw the most exposed the most mm -hmm. vulnerable in a really beautiful way is the way i would mm -hmm. describe that i love that and if you feel into your life right now do you feel on a scale from one to ten or one to the 100 how much do you embody that version of you right now oh that's a great question every single day i get more and more open in embodying that i think i'm at about a nine almost at a ten and it can even flow and ebb during the day <laughs> yes yes there are times where you're fully on point and you're fully authentic and there are times where you just kind of have to recluse away and recharge and everything yeah. but eventually you come back to self and you come back to that full embodiment and you still figure out sort of new levels and where that can take you that can also evolve over time yeah so for people who don't know you who are listening right now what is your biggest passion in life what are you most what makes you feel most excited in their life to share in your mm. work in your life very good the thing that excites me to share I think for myself it's all the things that I struggled with growing up as well And that I've been able to somewhat somehow overcome Tanya and that would be around the topics of just like really supporting your health and well-being I've had my own health challenges in the past where I went through a very sort of bumpy dark time in my life and I can share that with you if you wish further down the line and also just being authentic being your authentic expression for yourself in however way you like and also just really embracing creativity as well and really sort of singing your own version of your song and, and just coming up with your own ideas and sending it out there because that's what you want to do not what you think other people want to see or what other society wants to see if that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah totally and i feel it all goes hand in hand if we strip away these layers that have been dimming our light from shining our creativity comes through automatically so if we come back to our true self we are creative we are alive we are full of pleasure and we want to burst birth rings 
things into the world. It's like a byproduct when our body is healthy and then we align our mind, our heart and soul into harmony and not that the mind wants one thing and the heart wants this to bring it in a sacred dance that they can be united in this life. So how do you do this in your work? What are the tools you're using? <laughs> how do I do it? In my, I think for my work, the best thing I can do is sort of tell my story and set an example for others, really, where I do my absolute best to always be authentic and to express my creativity and communicate the message of health and wellness and just relatability of life in a way that I enjoy. Like I just think of ideas. I create a video, for example, around relationships or around communication or whatever it might be. And I do it in a sort of funny, playful way. And I do it in a way that really inspires me and hopefully inspires others. So in my line of work, I do it through, through coaching people, but I also do it through the content that I produce. And every time I get in front of a, a crowd or an organization or another person and speak to them. Yeah. This was how I was drawn to you as well. When I found your videos, I was like, he makes these deep topics so funny and relatable that you don't really feel like you're diving into a deep topic, but you're still, you know, reachable. <laughs> so I'm curious because you seem very confident and very, you know, grounded and in your healthy masculine. When you look back in your life, where did you, because I feel the best coaches in these topics are the ones that experience the exact opposite, right? You know how it feels to not be confident. That's why you know how to be confident and to show other people how to be confident. If you take us back on your journey, when was this dark time that you talked about where you maybe didn't feel confident, where something was out of alignment, where you hold back your light and where your true self couldn't shine because there were too many layers around it? Mm, that's, a, that's another great question, Tanya. And I think the first thing that springs to mind, I think the dark times sort of happened in the teenage years onwards in my 20s, which I'll share. But I think there was always this part of me when I was a really young kid who had all this authentic expression of wanting to create things, draw things, like sing and perform. But I grew up in country western Queensland. It was like outback Australia on a farming property where it was very much a strong, like not staunch, but just like this stoic masculine, just like work hard and do your thing, work hard on the land. And there was no real nourishment or huge support for that creativity element, or I just didn't think so. I was very shy to do it. So I had this nourishment that came through as a child, and then I kind of dampened that down myself. But I also became, I had some embarrassing moments of getting caught, like dancing and moving around and all this kind of stuff with my family. As time progressed, after school, for some reason, I went to boarding school, which was a great upbringing. But basically after school, I became very overweight and was drinking a lot. I'm not sure where that came from, but that's just a pattern that I went into. I was not really hanging around with some very good people. I wasn't in a very good space. And then I blew out to 140 kilos, close to 300 pounds. And I was sort of very lost. I didn't know what was going on. I was being dishonest to my family about what I was up to. I was supposed to be studying. I wasn't quite studying. But during this time, I was sort of very lonely and alone. All my friends had relationships and girlfriends and everything like that. And I was sort of really looking for that. And then did find that temporarily, but then there was a breakup that eventuated from it. That led me to lose all the weight to really better myself. And that started to really increase my confidence, which was fantastic. And then long story short, after losing weight, it wasn't enough for me. I took and abused performance enhancing drugs and they gave me, and I developed a condition called gynecomastia, where I developed lumps in my body. Luckily, they were benign. I had them removed. What led after that removal was four months of recovery, which was still the lowest, darkest, most depressive time of my life where I did everything under the sun to better my mental and emotional health to get myself through that period. And that included a lot of self-confidence, mental toughness, self-image work, which led me up until this point. Right now, I went from being struggling to look people in the eye, to communicate effectively, 
to vastly different now. <laughs> and it's been a very long journey, but one of the most worthwhile journeys ever. And exhale, mm. that was a very long explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And I feel even if it hasn't been overweight or drug consumption, we all have our protection layers to not go to the root cause of why we established them in the first place. And I, in my experience, I was dating a man recently that had a similar story that was overweight as a child. He got bullied and then he trained and got healthy and fit. But inside, he still felt like the little boy that was overweight. So he didn't gain the inner confidence. He would put it on his body and how he looked. And people can feel that if confidence comes from within or if it's it's dependent on how much you eat and how much you work out, it crumbles after a while because you can't put your confidence on something external. So I'm curious because I'm sure just the, the mindset work and just, yeah, training and losing weight wasn't enough for you to really feel confident and to show up like the way you do now. What, what was your reason why you gained weight in the first place? My reason why I gained weight in the first place? I'm not 100% sure because I went away to boarding school from about grade eight, which is 13, 14, all the way to finishing school. We, it was pretty much self, like they catered for you. And we used to have competitions around eat how much food you could eat. Basically, it was like, a, it was like a thing. How many Whippix could you do? How much, how many pieces of bread could you eat? All this kind of stuff. Then but we were playing a lot of sport. I was doing rugby, rowing, you know, everything under the sun. After I left school, all the sports stuff, I was still training, but like that was a lot of sport that we were doing. And then the food just remained and I got pulled into the addiction of, mcdonald's and i didn't think it was bad because we used to eat mcdonald's when we were kids but we were so active we'd burn it off but now mm -hmm. i wasn't moving as much i didn't put this together just started to get fatter and fatter and i was like could just literally one i still remember the moment i was sitting in my bed just renting this place and i was just like geez my stomach feels tight for some reason because <laughs> <laughs> it was starting to go boop it's starting to pop out so why i got overweight yeah it was just that i was just drinking i was just I wasn't. If I could really get it down to like a root cause, I'm not just not sure. It was just a relationship that I built with food and how it was able to soothe me when I wasn't sure what was going to happen in my life. So what would you suggest for someone who's listening, who's also in this pattern of from their mind, they know they shouldn't eat, but they fall back and they yeah find these ways of overeating or maybe even overconsumption with their phones. Like they don't feel confident because they have all these unhealthy patterns. What would you suggest as a first step to gain more confidence and to establish a healthy way of living first of all so yeah wonderful that's a great question so it would be identifying it so the first things first is bringing awareness to it sometimes people are very unconscious or they choose to ignore it but i used to really identify all of my emotional eating patterns as to when that would come up and this is only in the last couple of years i'd really acknowledge it i'd really write down okay i'm feeling the need to eat a whole block of chocolate or whatever's going on And I'd be like, why am I feeling like this? So I'm feeling anxious because of this conversation with this person. It may be relationship related. It may be work related, whatever it is. So you identify, just send love at it and acknowledgement at it and know that it's not an overnight instant fix. You just keep bringing awareness to it and slowly your patterns start to change. So for myself in increasing my confidence, this is a long time ago now, but I literally was called out by a close friend saying that I lack confidence. And it really hit me in the stomach because I didn't really think I was lacked in confidence, but The way he said it to me just really got me in the heart and really struck a chord. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. And I literally just set myself a goal. I was like, okay, I'm going to set a goal to just say hello to two random strangers walking down the street when I was walking to work at that time. And I just had went on the mission of saying, hi, how are you? <laughs> hi, how are you? <laughs> I just say good day to people here or there just to boost my confidence. Then there was another stage where I challenged myself even more. I used to work at a hospital and they used to walk past the florist. They used to give me the flowers that they couldn't sell that day and they were giving them away. 
they give them to me. They said, yeah, you can have them. You can do whatever you like with them. I was like, all right, I'm going to go on a mission to give these to people. So I went and walked around the hospital. I'd give it to nurses. I'd give it to doctors. I'd give it to patients. I'd give it to family members. Be like, this is just a random act of kindness. Have a lovely day. Boom. Didn't say my name. Didn't say what it was for. Just left. And that was like the most, uh, as much as it was great for them, it was really helped me to really boost my confidence as well. So mm-hmm. setting little mini milestone goals that can help push you out of your comfort zone and then progressively increase that. Mm, that's such a beautiful example. I love the flower. flower yeah. For example, I have a lot of clients that want to, you know, they want to leave their job and they want to create a soul business, something to share their gift and to step into their purpose. And one thing that I realized that's also been a huge part of my journey is to share their voice. And I know you have an open throat chakra. You can express really un- without any blockages. Like I feel your throat is really open. How can you train that, that you can speak more from your truth without the fear of being judged or to do it anyway with the fear? Like what was your process of sharing your voice clearly? Mm-hmm. Well, speaking to those out there, I used to have a very blocked throat chakra, very blocked for numerous different reasons. But A few different things that I did is I embraced primal roaring. I don't know if everyone's ever done it before, but you could just like, when was the last time you, maybe you already have, but you screamed at the top of your lungs or you just roared at the top of your lungs. I do it underwater. (laughs) You do it under the water. Okay. I don't want to tell you to do it out in the open. So (laughs) there'd be times where I'd be going to a presentation and I'm just like, oh, I'm just nervous as heck. And I would roar at the top of my lungs in the car, just get primal as heck, beat your chest, really just release that energy, just just let it rip and you feel yourself getting really prepared for war. And when you're in that heightened state, you can speak better. But for me, it's, again, it was those primal roars of clearing that throat, bringing awareness to it. It was also just those little uncomfortable conversations, having more and more of those, being more bold and just pushing things. Like, for example, I was in a relationship a while ago, which ended, and I was so terrible at communicating my feelings or my boundaries. And I went through a lot of pain in that relationship. So finally it ended. Then now I've learned to really communicate these things forward, being like, oh, this person may not want to hear this, but look, this is how I see this, this, and this. This is how I I would expect myself to be and yourself to be in some way. And yeah, as much as you feel that kind of that nervousness coming up within you, just let it out. And then you build a new standard for yourself and being able to speak up. Mm, I loved it. Thank you so much for sharing. I think that's very helpful for the people that feel like they have something to share, but there's so much fear. I was terrified in the beginning when I started. I couldn't even. I remember my first online retreat, I started in Sri Lanka and I had to say one word into the camera. The rest was just with voiceover and nothing to speak, but one sentence I had to speak into the camera and I just couldn't do it. My whole body would tense up and I would stare like a crazy person and I couldn't say it. I forgot a sentence. <laughs> and now I'm like, you know, sharing pleasure practices with women online. It's a practice I feel that gets easier with time, but also For me, it was a lot of generational trauma that has been passed on through my feminine and masculine lineage that there was so much unspokenness in my family that I felt if I, it just felt impossible. Of course, there's also even past lives where we've been burned when we spoke our truth as witches. There's a lot that we don't know that comes up. We we think like, why is this so hard to speak? But there's a lot that can block our throats. And I love the primal part. It's really, really important firstly to to create safety in the body from the root chakra and then to let these sounds move up we did this in the training in costa rica two weeks ago we were guiding a feminine leadership training and we would also tap into this wild woman archetype where we would make these primal sounds and it sounded really i got goosebumps seeing those women in their primal essence to release those stuck 
ah, yeah, these, these stuck energies from their body. And I could feel a difference in the tone of their voice, how they spoke before and after that. It's, it's a really powerful tool. So thank it you for is. sharing that. No, absolutely. And so we got the confidence part. We got the speaking part. I would love to know, because we spoke a little bit about it before, that what's really present for you right now is to appreciate life and also to show up fully, not with one foot out. Can you share a little bit about what and why this is present for you right now? It's present for me right now because I think when you are on a journey where you have taken the leap like you have and I have, where you just go for it and you create this sole purpose life, that it's always front of mind. You're always every day, almost every moment of the day, you're thinking about it. You think about how can I, how's it going to go? How's it going? How can I make it the impact better? Everything under the sun. So it's always very present for me. So just over the Christmas and New Year period, there was just a lot of intimate moments with family and a lot, there's been a lot of change and just some reminders of the beauty and the fragility and the the sacredness of life. And I always just, you know, some people make, which is amazing, two, three, four, five year plans and everything like this. And they want to, let's say, for example, I have a mate who's like, I want to open a cafe in the next five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, why don't you do it right away? <laughs> what are you, like anything could happen in five years. <laughs> Yeah. Or like some people have these dreams and goals of like, I'd love to travel to Europe in the next few years. I'm like, why don't you just book it next month? (laughs) And I feel, and it's easy for me to say that, but I I truly believe I've been in that position before where there's a will, there's a way. Mm. And I used to work, like I mentioned before, I used to work in hospitals in two different hospitals in non-clinical roles. And I'd be exposed to nowhere to the depth of a nurse or a doctor, but exposed to people in different situations in their life, whether it was trauma, intensive care, neonatal intensive care which is babies or it could be emergency there are people in there who struck down with something in life as illness injury accidents or worse and i've met people who are dying sort of looked into their eyes and you just think wow you just never know what's around the corner and i kept hearing the same thing tanya every time i'd speak to a family or i speak to a patient or something like that if i'm ever just going around the hospital they would just say i never thought it would happen to me so I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So you just never know what's around the corner. So you've got to do everything in your power to push yourself to really go after what you want to experience, what you want to do, what you want to feel, what you want to be in life. And I always just want to remind the listener that you don't have to know every single step in front of you. You just have to know the simple movement in front from where you can see the rest of the path will become clear as you slowly move forward. Mm, yes, I agree so much. And I feel... Every single person has a desire in their heart. We all have these visions of what we dream about. And then there's this limitation that thinks it's not possible. And it's up to us if we stay there or if we do it with the fear, because the fear, sometimes we think we do it when the fear is gone, but we will have to do it with the fear. We will have to get ourselves in very uncomfortable situations, especially on this path. We cannot hide the things that were lingering in the normal life down there, they will come up. All our insecurities, they will smash in our faces. They will come up. And of course, it's safer to stay. But I always, like, I think working in a hospital is a beautiful example because you're so confronted with death also and how fragile and and magical life is and how precious it is. And there's this book, I'm sure you've read it with this woman that had people dying, like the, the last few days of their lives. And they all say, they wish they would have done it what they like they wish they would have been braver and i think it's yeah. our generation we have the tools we have the possibilities 
to really do these things and not to wait until we are on our deathbed and to say, what would have happened if I moved to this island or what would have happened if I opened that cafe? I think every mm. desire is here for a reason. So we can, it's for you. If you see it, it's for you and it's possible. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but I feel it's almost our responsibility to go for it because that's also where we can shine the brightest and where we can share our gifts and the reason why we came here it's all interconnected so i feel especially right now there's no time for excuses anymore if we feel we want to do something and i, I experienced this since i'm a little child i always just did things if i had an idea i just went for it i didn't allow my mind to take over while i was doing it many times i thought holy shit i had no idea what i signed up for if i knew this i wouldn't have started but it was already too late Especially I went to Australia for a year when I was 19 and so many people said, oh, I would love to do that, but, and then there's always the but that yeah. prevents them from doing that. And that's mm -hmm. when I realized the but, you make it that big. Like the but is not a reason why you can't do it. People said they don't have the money. I had like one tenth of their income. I just made it work. I slept on hostel floors. I made it work because I had this desire and I knew I wanted it. And I knew I will find a way when I have no other way. Like, And I did always. But we have to put ourselves out there and not always stay in our comfort zone and do what we're used to. This path requires us to grow and we can only grow on the edges of our comfort zone. Yeah, I don't know why I shared so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very well said. And I, and I think you're referring to the book coming back to, it's the top five regrets of the dying. And yeah. that's a powerful book. And literally number one, and I wanted to have it in front of me here because I just looked it up then, was I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me, mm -hmm. which a lot yes. of that fear comes from that societal pressure. And like mm -hmm. you said, you're so true. You don't just go, oh, the fear is gone, time to act. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're holding fear in your hand and you're moving forward regardless, right? Yeah. And there's a point where where either you're struck with like some a decision. I even find in the health and wellness space, like it's normally people will come to you after they've been struck with some hectic health news that they want to make a change. So mm -hmm. people either get in the job they're miserable in or a relationship they're miserable in or whatever they're in that's going to force them to move forward and then once that happens and they just continuously move forward, remember your why, keep looking after your well-being, keep showing up, keep remembering who you're doing it for, which can normally be from your inner child or doing it for the greater consciousness. But you're so right. You're so right. Living from that authentic self and not what you think other people want to hear, say, or experience. Yeah, so because one day you will wake up and you will think like, why did I even for one second believed something that's not true for me? Why did I live a life that was expected of me? And I've been in this entanglement too. There's a lot of entanglements emotionally and unseen in family dynamics that can keep us really stuck in these patterns that make it feel like death to get out of there. But it's possible. It's always possible to find a way to follow our soul. And that's what Soul Naked is for me, to follow our soul and not the mind and not things on the outside, but what's true for me in every moment and can change too. Like I moved to this island and now I'm, I came back from Mexico and Costa Rica and I think, Maybe I'm not going to live here for the rest of my life because I'm really lacking community here. And until one month ago, I thought I'm going to die here on this island. So it can always change. <laughs> mm. Oh, definitely. And that's the beauty of it, Tanya, as well. It's Wayne Dyer would say that you're open to everything and attached to nothing. Yeah. So I say the thing as well, like we are not, like if you're a coach, if you're, if you, whatever you do, that's not your identity. Like you're not like I am a lawyer because as soon as you're not that, then, oh, I'm no longer my identity anymore. You're still just a spiritual being. For me, I always say, I was like, oh, one day I could give up the coaching, speaking and acting and just become a farmer or whatever. Like I'm not, 
it's great exactly. to be non-attached then you're yeah. not sort of sending the vibration out that you're you're desperate to some degree but yeah just don't let it all consume you also be open to it but also be able to let it go as well yeah and i feel we we die and we are being reborn on this journey over and over again if you think you have it all figured out sometimes there's like a rebirth and you suddenly realize that's not in alignment anymore it pushes us to grow and we have no idea it's our energy and who we are being rather than what we are doing and where we are it's really our energy that radiates and that ripples and that creates so much unseen in the world as well mm -hmm. and I love what you shared with the preciousness of life because I also feel and me included sometimes I take my healthy body for granted until I have something until my neck is sore again and I can't move and I'm like Jesus life was so good before that <laughs> and I want to encourage people, and I'm sure you do, to appreciate that before things fall apart, before we get sick, before a loved one die, to see every single moment is so precious and to remember that. And I feel the more we connect to nature, the easier it gets. The more we see the beauty and the awe in a flower. And I mean, just that a tree grows from a seed that blows my mind still. How magic is <laughs> it? We are floating on a, on, a, on, a, on a planet in space. If you zoom out, this is like a wonder. And every single moment that our hair grows, everything is so precious. And I wish for everyone listening that we always, myself included, remind ourselves that it, every second is a gift. And it's up to us that we fully commit to it. So I'm curious because you said, You want to devote yourself even more to your purpose and to this life and to appreciate the little moments. If you fully step again in this version of you that is connected to your highest self, to your soul, whatever you want to call it, what is your next step of growth? Where did you maybe hold yourself back in your work, in your life? Where can you grow more to the edge of your soul's growth and your evolution? Yes. Well, over the next two years, I'm on the endeavor to go after one of the biggest goals and challenges of my life. I think one of the toughest things you can go after. So I set myself the goal to become a professional actor and to be in the film circuit, to be in the TV circuit. And I've been working on that for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> and I put it out in the open. I posted it everywhere. I said, this is what I'm doing over the next two years and dedicating time, energy, money, coaching, everything. I'm going to LA in next month in February, three weeks, just to see what's going on. So for me to really, I knew 2022 was going to be massive. 2023 is going to be even bigger. I can feel it. Like I said, it, I said it on a podcast at the end of 2021. I said, 2022 is going to be the biggest year yet. And I had no <laughs> idea what was coming. I was just still doing the small things, nothing major, but then it just went boom. And then I feel this year it's going to go boom. So for me, it's really don't hold myself back. Be willing to be open and receive and really challenge yourself to stand in front of a crowd of a thousand or so people and speak your truth, my truth, and really lean into the unknown and know that I'm worthy of all these beautiful things because when I can do that, it can help inspire others to do the same. And for me to really tell God or whoever's up there that I am grateful for life and I am going to give it everything that I've got. Mm, I love that. And what's your intention behind it? Why do you want to, to do that? To do the acting? Mm -hmm. So the intention behind it is it's just that inner within me. Like I've, I've been told by a Reiki master, if that's what they're called, there's like this star energy that I'm here to communicate a message in a mm -hmm. one way or another. And for me, it's just to fill a dream. I always love movies, always love like action movies, always love being able to how they support encouragement about how the good guy overcomes the evil. And it would just be such an incredible story this this young shy kid from a small country town of 600 people 
you know, shy, he was only friends with his dogs, go through all this big journey to be this person who's up there on the world stage, being able to promote this powerful message of storytelling to a massive audience. Think of that, how that can inspire others. I don't, I still don't even consider myself an entrepreneur. I don't have no entrepreneur bone in my body throughout my whole life, but I've just gone and tried and created this. So for me to do go from here to here would be one of the biggest, most wonderful challenges for me to go after in my life, I, mm. for sure. It's just what sings to me in my heart at the moment. That's beautiful. And it's going to be this uh, even better in Wama Chika. Is there anything on your heart right now that feel you feel like you want to share with my community or everyone who's listening? Let's just take a deep breath in and deep breath out. I really just want to send love in your direction to you listening and you, Tanya. I want you to take a deep breath in and deep breath out and close down your eyes. Take a deep breath in and exhale. I just want you to transition your thoughts to a thought of gratitude, specifically to someone that you really care about. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Picture this person in your mind, whether they're with us or they've passed on. Take a deep breath in and deep breath out. See their face, see their smile, relive the most recent moment you've had with them. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. With this person in mind, just remember that life is such a beautiful, wonderful, complicated, sometimes tragic, but wonderful and loving journey. And do all that you can to be your best self. And just know that it is a journey. It's not a destination. It's a continuous journey and progress to be there, to climb the mountain. But you will get there. You are infinitely strong. If the will and the desire within you is strong enough, you will get there. You will make it work. You will find a way. The opportunities will come to you. Just trust yourself. Then you've got this. As you take one more deep breath in. And you exhale. And open your eyes. Mm, thank you for that. Straight back to the heart. <laughs> it's really just the message was just breathing deep. Think a moment of love and words of encouragement. Who was coming up for you? My mum, actually. Mm. I'm trying not to get emotional, but yeah, it's <laughs> my mum and dad. That's beautiful. Yeah. Who, how about you? I saw my friend, one of the only friends I have left from Germany, and she she's a mom now. And yeah, I saw she was joining my last retreat and I put tea bags on her eyes because she has swollen eyes. And I saw this picture, <laughs> the tea bags <laughs> on her eyes. <laughs> and how grateful I am that even though we don't hear each other every day, we are still so connected. And yeah, just the gratitude I have for her. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right, James. Thank you so much for this conversation. I loved having you on the show. I have one last question that I ask all of my podcast interview guests, and I would invite you to close your eyes for this one. To drop into your body and to intuitively travel back in time. If the James that's, that's sitting here right now could tell young James, whatever age pops up intuitively, tell something, a lesson that you've learned along your way that would have helped you back then, what would you tell young James in that moment? What would I tell him? I went to age seven, and I'm not sure why it was age seven, but it's age seven. And I knew at that time, age seven, I was going through a hard time where I just didn't feel very loved or supported. So I just tell him that you are and that you are loved, that you are supported, and that you can do this, and you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. But the main thing is that you are loved, and you are supported, 
no matter what you do, no matter what the wrong things that have happened, that you'll be okay, that you'll be more than okay. And just keep showing up for yourself. And your journey will be a beautiful one to tell your great, great grandkids. Just hang <laughs> in. Just hang in there. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sharing that moment. It was so this whole conversation was really beautiful to have. And I I feel you're such you have such an important role because you have this voice and you have the connection to your heart and to your soul and you have this impact to really spread this out into the world. So I feel beyond your acting, it's really to to be a leading example like you already are, that it's so beautiful to be connected to your emotions and to your soul and to ripple this out so every man feels encouraged and sees that it's actually a strength, a superpower to show up like this in the world. So mm. Thank you for your being. Thank you for everything you do and for empowering men and women through your story. <laughs> I'm always with the women. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure, Tanya. Thank you. And thank you for providing me the opportunity. And if there, if you had no further questions, I'd like to just say something to you, if you don't mind. Of course. I would like to acknowledge you, Tanya, and say thank you. Say thank you very much for this opportunity to be here and to spread this message. But also thank you for very much to you for showing up and shining your light and leaning into the unknown and working so beautifully hard. And I can tell on yourself and in turn, you working so beautifully hard on yourself and creating what you're doing now, you're helping so many other people's, both people, both directly and indirectly. So thank you so very much for helping heal and support the world and raise the collective consciousness or whatever other cliche, but you are one of the beautiful loving soldiers out there looking just to help people. And I really love connecting and speaking to people who just want to help people and it comes from a beautiful genuine place and i can see that in you so i want to acknowledge you for that and say thank you oh thank you so much oh my heart is so full right now good as it should be <laughs> i can feel so much love in you that you ripple out unconditionally so thank you for this conversation and i talk to you soon it's a pleasure thank you tanya goodbye everyone I hope this interview touched your heart and soul as much as it did mine. And I hope you feel inspired by James, by his story, and you feel activated to use your voice more freely, to express yourself, to become a more confident version of yourself. And if you feel like you want to join us for Wild Soul, our retreat in French Polynesia, send us a message. His Instagram is linked below. So get in touch with us. We would love to have you, no matter if you're a man or a woman. And it's going to be an amazing experience. It's last year's retreat has been out of this world. Even just being on this island can change so much if you're open to receive the transmission of this potent land. So as always, if you love this episode, I invite you to leave a review on the Apple Podcast or on Spotify. It helps me spread the magic of this work and to get more people into the word of self-discovery, of feeling, of sacred sensuality, and all the beautiful things that make our lives more alive and juicy and beautiful. I'll see you next week, and I'm sending you much love.